Today on CityCast Philly, it's no secret Philly has some amazing bars, restaurants, theaters, and just a vibrant nightlife scene. That's why in 2022, the city's Department of Commerce created a new job, Philly's first night mayor. We'll go over his first year in this role and talk about the needs of the businesses and people who keep our city going from 5 p.m. to 6 a.m. It's Monday, February 26th. I'm Trinina Ree, and here's what Philly's talking about. Raheem Manning, you're the city's first nighttime economy director, or what many call Philly's nightmare. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Trine. Uh, I'm super excited to talk with you this morning. Yes. Did you get enough coffee? Because if you're the nightmare, do you get enough sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, surprisingly, I do not drink coffee. Okay, good for you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> more of a tea guy. Um, I think that's the, the funny thing, too. A lot of people are always like, oh, you have an awesome title. You're the nightmare. They don't understand the nightmare comes with having meetings at midnight and at 8 a.m. So <laughs> I'm a around the clock guy. <laughs> so you've been in this position for a year mm-hmm. or so. Um, is Philly doing nightlife right? Like, how would you grade our nightlife in, in Philly? So I think that we are on track to be an amazing destination city for nightlife. And I think we have a lot of great infrastructure and a lot of great bones. Uh, Where we need to do is we need to turn it up a notch so that we are a globally competitive hub for nightlife and arts culture uh, and tourism. And so I think we have a great scene here. We can have a lot of fun. But if we want to continue to grow and be this true 24-hour city and we want to compete with our neighbors to the north and to the south and across seas, we have a couple other things that we need to change and we need to kind of to get together to get there. I want to talk about that 24-hour city, kind of like a city that doesn't sleep. We'll get to that later. But let's talk about some of the things you've accomplished so far. According to the Nighttime Economy Year One Progress Report, within your first year, you conducted 180 listening tours for police ride-alongs and established a Nighttime Economy Advisory Council. Who were the stakeholders involved? Yeah, so our our advisory council is made up of uh, 25 stakeholders from the entire nighttime economy. So we have venue owners, uh, restaurant owners. uh, We have the president of Visit Philly serves on it, as well as DJs and promoters. And people are really just all gamuts of it. We also have residents, right? Because we come with a true 24-hour city. It's not just about partying all of those 24 hours and overnight, but it's also about making sure that people can sleep and have, you know, quality of life. So our advisory council is kind of like my ears to the street. They do a great job at funneling real time, real life, what's going on in our nighttime economy up to me so that I can make decisions that, uh, you know, better support what's actually happening. There are so many night jobs. Like you mentioned, it's not just about partying. We have folks that are in healthcare, janitorial, hospitality, manufacturing, for example. What are some of the needs of people who work, you know, in those after hour hours? Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, even on our advisory council, you know, we have third shift workers. We have a a cardiologist at UPenn and he works the third shift. And so, uh, you know, we've been out to talk to our third shift workers during the listening tour. And what we're hearing is that lack of services. You know, a lot of cities are uh, geared up to to operate from from nine to five. Right. And you can access services and get quality meals. You can engage with the city. You can go grocery shopping, pay your bills, bank, 
all those things from nine to five. But if you are on a different schedule and you're working and you get off at, say, two or three or you're going into work at that time, where do you stop to handle a city? Where do you stop to go to the bank at? How do you grocery shop if you're up at night and sleeping during the day? And so, you know, a lack of services is what we're hearing from those people who are working at night. Quality eats. That's a really big thing. Finding a quality meal is big. (laughs) You know, a lot of our third shift workers, especially those in our hospital and, you know, healthcare, if they don't pack their lunch and they forget their options for eating is very you know limited. And so how do we increase what those options are for people that are working at night? And I think the other thing uh, that you have to think about, there's a large portion of our um, you know, residents that work in, in hospitality. So they're, you know, manning the restaurants and the clubs and the, the venues and the venues close at two, but they don't get out till three. And we assume because you work in a restaurant, you have time to eat. And a lot of times they don't, and then they get off and it's two and they haven't eaten. So where do they go get a quality meal before going home? So those are some of the things that we hear a lot when we're talking about our third shift workforce, just those access to city services, but also additional support services that those of us that work during the day take for granted. Yeah. I often hear like, you know, the kitchen closed a whole hour before the actual bar closes. And that could be a challenge. I want to talk more about, you know, some of the other challenges businesses that operate at night face. The report broke down several different areas, public safety, trash, ease of doing business, access to business support, transportation and impact analysis. Let's start with public safety. Yeah. So, You know, public safety is something that we always have to consider, uh, you know, and we have to look at it from a couple lenses for our businesses that are operating under the cover of darkness. It's one thing for public safety during the day. It's a whole other story at night. And it's two things that, that businesses that operate at night face when it comes to public safety. One is that, you know, we have an actual violent crime issue, just like many other cities throughout the United States. Uh, I am on a monthly call with the nightmares of D.C. and Austin and New York and other cities, and they're dealing with the same thing when it comes to that gun violence issue. And that's something we have to continually be diligent about, come up with innovative solutions to deal with. But the thing that's really affecting our businesses at night is that issue of perceived unsafetyness. It's, you know, the person who maybe lives in a suburb asking, is it safe to go to a show on Broad Street? Is it safe to go into the city and, you know, eat at Del Frisco's or something like that, where I think what it is for our job as the city and what we're working on doing in the Department of Commerce is addressing those issues of that perceived unsafeness. And there's a couple aspects of that, right? It's reputation and running a campaign and letting people know that, hey, Philly's safe, we're open for business um, and you can come and enjoy. But it's also making sure that we are looking at safety from a different point of view. And mm-hmm. what I do in my role when we do it at the Commerce Department is I don't only look at, okay, is this place safe statistically? Is there police presence and security? But I look at lighting and design and trash and how does the area look? Because there's one thing, if you get out your car in a parking lot and you have to walk a couple blocks, if that couple blocks walk is dark, if that parking lot is dark, you will feel unsafe. Now, that doesn't mean something's going to happen to you, but that feeling will dictate how you experience your night. And our nighttime businesses deal with that. You have to worry about how your customer gets to you, how they feel walking to you, how they feel exiting from you, because all of that is a part of their experience. You mentioned this a little bit earlier, but the ease of doing business and access to business support. What types of things do businesses are, are businesses looking for? Yeah, they're, they're looking for better ways to interact with the city that, you know, doesn't take them out of their normal schedule. Right. You know, but if you're operating all night and you are scheduled to sleep during the day, when you have to engage with the city, you got to sacrifice sleep. And so, or, you know, you have to sacrifice sometimes to operations in your business. So they just want easier access, easier ability to ask questions. There's no 24 hour hotline as of yet that, that you can call at night, right? You know, but during the day, if you have a problem, you pick up the phone, you can call an office. 
So we want to start working towards giving our businesses that operate at night that type of access to city services and making it, again, easier to do business for them. Uh, the Parker administration is you know, saying we're open for business. And if we're going to truly be open for business, we have to start peeling back some of that onion that is regulatory processes and things of that sort that no longer serve the businesses so that we can, again, make it quick and easy to operate in the city of Philadelphia. We'll have a link to the one-year progress report for our listeners to check out in our show notes. More with Philly's nighttime mayor after the break. This is CityCast Philly. Raheem, before the break, you mentioned uh, Mayor Sherelle Parker's administration. Your position started under former Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney. Have you had conversations with the mayor yet about some of the findings, the things that we talked about before the break? Uh, so Mayor Parker is very busy, as you guys know, staffing up her administration, preparing for her first budget. Uh, so although we have not had any direct conversations yet, we're on the schedule to make that happen. She has a couple more priorities that, you know, need to, need to happen first. But I have engaged with her team. And I've engaged with, you know, her budget office and the commerce leadership is also continually engaging with her and letting her know what we're doing when it comes to nighttime economy. So she is aware of what's going on. Uh, again, she is all about being open for business, the ease of doing business, simplifying city processes, which is exactly the stuff that we heard in the listening tour that businesses want. So we're very excited about the Parker administration and, uh, you know, her administration's outlook on how we can grow Raheem, not only do you work within the city's Commerce Department, you travel and you say you've talked with officials in other cities. So learning from those cities about how they run between the hours of 5 p.m. to 6 a.m., what would you like to see more in Philly? Yeah, I'm constantly, you know, talking to my peers, uh, not only here in the States, but also over in Europe. Just a small background tidbit. The, the first nightmare ever in the world was in Amsterdam. Um, and so Europe has been doing this a little longer than we have in the States. And one of the things that I think uh, we have to look at is that making sure that government is shaped to meet the needs of its people and its businesses. And in the United States, we're a little behind on making sure that government is operating that way. So making sure that we have rules and, and laws and processes in place that allow fair shake for residents who want to sleep and businesses who are obviously providing a service for people who want to be out and move at night. Are there examples of things maybe in Amsterdam or in D.C. that you're like, oh, we got to try that in Philly? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things that like a lot of the, the cities in, in Europe have and, and Amsterdam has explored this concept and other cities have is an agent of change law. We're a rapidly changing city. Philly is growing. Our neighborhoods are changing their identities in, in such a great way. A lot of positive development in our city. And so when you have this much positive development and this quick of change, you end up sometimes bumping into issues where uh, what the neighborhood is becoming doesn't fit what the neighborhood was. And so right. what agent of change law does, it protects the, the, the character of the neighborhood, but also protects who was it? Who was in this area first? Right. Who was on the block first? So let's say, you know, we have, uh, you know, Trenay's Street and on Trenay's Street, there were several cl clubs and bars that have been there for forever. 
But Cheney Street is in a neighborhood that is gentrifying and now very popular because partly because Cheney Street has brought people there and they're re-looking at their engagement with the neighborhood. And now developers are coming and they want to build, you know, residential stuff so people can be close to access the greatness of Cheney Streets, the restaurants, the easy uh, places to eat and party. And so they build a lot of residents around. And then now Cheney Street is a nuisance to those residents because Cheney Street is loud. It's been entertainment. So is it fair that those residents then can complain about Cheney Street? when Trinae Street has been this economic activity engine already there, this nightlife engine already there. So what Agent of Change Law says, well, since Trinae Street was there first, the developers need to take extra steps to make sure that they soundproof their buildings or that they put in place rules and policies so that the new residents can enjoy Trinae Street without putting an undue burden on them because they're there. And it's the reverse as well. If you're in a residential neighborhood that now restaurants are popping up in and somebody wants to put a club there that's going to be a little louder than what that neighborhood is used to, it is on that club to make sure that they soundproof and don't become a nuisance to the residents who have already been there. And so, again, putting that onus on the person who is changing, the agent of change, has the onus to make sure that they mitigate uh, you know, any nuisance that comes in. And that's something I think we could take from another city that would be really beneficial. All right, let's travel from Trinay Street and go up <laughs> 95 North to New York City. Yeah. You know, I grew up, um, I'm, I'm half New Jersey and I tell people, but I grew up in the in the burbs of Philly in uh, Delco. Um, but often I would hear people often compare Philly's nightlife to New York City's nightlife. Is that a goal for your office to be a city that never sleeps? No. We are we are not the city that never sleeps. If you've been around Philly, we have places and neighborhoods that love to sleep and take naps sometimes. <laughs> so uh, that that is not the goal. But the goal is to have when everybody can get what they want in the city. One thing we are that New York or some of our other partners can never be is that we're a city of neighborhoods. You know, we have amazing neighborhoods that have everything you can get in it. I can party downtown. There's a, a, a big cultural hub there. Uh, but I can also go out in West Philly. I can go in Fishtown. I can go in Northern Liberties. I can go to Pashyunk. I can go to to, to Maniunk, you know, in, on Main Street. I can go to Northeast, off the Boulevard. Like our entertainment and our nightlife and our uh, happenings are spread out everywhere. Again, a city, a neighborhood. So what I want for Philly is that we continue to, to thrive in that and tell that story. Now, some things that we do need to think about when competing is, and again, you hear a lot of the New York stuff, because they are longer operating hours. And that's something we're exploring here in the city. You know, and that's something that I've heard on our listing tours from businesses and some residents like, hey, if we want to compete, we do need to have expanded hours. That's something that we're looking at, you know, and how we do. And that's something that, again, will help us be more competitive, especially regionally, but also globally. Right. You've been over the Europe. They party till the sun rises. And that's like a standard in a lot of parts of the world. So if we want to attract people from those places where they come to Philly. They have a great time. We have to kind of meet and have that option there. So it's a balance. Sometimes you hear that there needs to be, you know, after hours services available, but also we want to sleep, but also we do want to party. It's a lot to balance as the night mayor. Yeah, it's it's a balancing act. And I think any government is is a balancing act because you want to weigh, you know, keeping people safe, providing the services that keep a city running, making sure that residents feel heard and seen in the plan and the growth of the city, but also making sure you're meeting the needs and the changing times, right? You know, like people are partying in different. We're moving different. Like, you know, one thing like a couple years ago, brunch wasn't the biggest thing in the world. Right. I know. Brunch is so like popular now. <laughs> Listen, millennials, we brunch. We will brunch oh, and, then, and then be home by nine. So 
when you have everybody wanting to party from 12 to 9 and then go home at 9, that creates a different thing and a different expectations and different things that are needed to support that model. And so within the Department of Commerce, we're always trying to make sure we move at the speed of business. Um, the Park Administration is coming in and she wants to ensure that we move at the speed of business. And I think having a role like mine makes sure that in our entertainment and our nightlife sector and our you know after hours, our third shift workers, we're moving at the speed of business so that we can meet the needs of our residents and they can see themselves and see the changes. You know, nothing, nothing bodes more than seeing change that you think your city needs happening in real time. Raheem, any other highlights you want to mention from your first year as Philly's night mayor? One of the other accomplishments we, we did in our in almost our first year uh, was we updated the definition of a nightclub. Define the night is the, the name of the bill in partnership with Councilman Isaiah Thomas. We did a lot of research and our advisory council participated in it and we looked at other cities and what models it were when it came to entertainment uh, and what the definition of a nightclub is. And one of the big things that we decided uh, for that bill is that we wanted to give our restaurants and our, uh, our bars and our hotels a little bit more leeway when it came to live entertainment. In our city, traditionally, if you had live entertainment, you might have had to get a nightclub zoning or some different licensing mm-hmm. starting in January. Uh, by right, you can have live entertainment in a restaurant or a hotel if it's not your you know, primary use. So you'll see a lot more restaurants hopefully taking advantage of that, having live entertainment while you eat and enjoy dinner there. And so that may actually bring more offerings for live music to our city as well. And it seems like that would help a lot of local artists as well. Yes. Always down to support the local artists, always making sure that they have a place to, to what we say, they can eat in Philly. Uh, so they don't have to go away to, to make their money, but they can make money here while they're home. And then, uh, you know, we, we're a breeding ground for a lot of great talent. And, and this this update to our uh, nightclub and, and private entertainment venue definition allows for more options for them. So now restaurants can book the next John Legend, you know, or the, you know, the next Jill Scott. They may be at the dinner near you soon. So, you know, that's really excited about that work we did there. That's amazing. All right. That's Raheem Manning, Philly's first nighttime economy director. Thanks so much for speaking with me on CityCast Philly. Trené, thanks so much for having me on the show. If you're a business in need of support, contact the Department of Commerce's Office of Business Services. Call 215-683-2100 or send an email at business at Support is also available in several different languages. We'll have more details in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. Let us know what you think of this episode about Philly's nightlife. Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter, Hey Philly, to learn more about what else Philly's talking about. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.